The Las Vegas Raiders start off week 15 with an electric 63 to 21 win over the Los Angeles Chargers and why that means that coach Brandon Staley is likely getting his walking papers. All of that and how your week 15 action is going to go coming up on this episode of Locked on NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into your Friday episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to today's podcast. I'm David Harrison at dharrison82 on Twitter, host of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Bucks, credential member of the media covering both of those teams for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation group of sites and this illustrious network. He is Tony Wiggins on Twitter at Shop Talking Wig. That's two G's on the end of Wig there on Twitter. Host of Locked On Jags with over a decade of covering Duval's finest sports franchise, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Find him on Locked On Jags. Find us as part of the rotation here at Locked On NFL. Here with you every Monday through Friday, along with the NFL everydayers. And we greatly appreciate your continued support for this show and this network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode, Wig, we are going to predict all of the winners for Week 15's NFL schedule following after Thursday Night Football. But first, we got to talk about Thursday Night Football. The Las Vegas Raiders got blanked coming out of their bye week. They did not get blanked against the Los Angeles Chargers. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Chargers put up 21 points, which if I told you before kickoff that the Chargers put up 21 points, you probably go, man, the Raiders lost another one. But instead, it's the Las Vegas Raiders putting up 63 points on the Los Angeles Chargers, an AFC West beatdown wig. What are your overall takeaways from Thursday night's action? It's about time. It's about time somebody laid an absolute whooping on the Chargers and uh, left no doubt that Brandon Staley is in over his head. You know, because sometimes these games are really, really close, right? And when they're really, really close and they go for it, if he happens to make it, even if they go for it and he doesn't make it, but then they eke out a win or, or it's close enough that you say, man, you know, all they got to do is eliminate these mistakes. You know, we've been doing that for a year and a half. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it started, but I was a witness. I was sitting in the press box last year. It was 27 to nothing in the second quarter against the Jaguars in the playoffs. The Chargers lost. And um, I felt then, and I I was tweeting out, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Because I know them. And the thing is, is when this happens over and over again, at some point, something has to happen really, really bad, right? For everyone to realize that what everyone already knows, and that is he shouldn't be coaching in the NFL. This was the one. This was the one because I honestly believe if they would have tried, they would have scored 80 points. I think they could have got to 84. There's only three more touchdowns. I think if they would have tried, they would have been able to get 84 points. And, you know, it kind of reminded me of one of those Big 12 games. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day when you have a really, really good team against a bad team. So, yeah, I think this was the death nail 
for uh, for Brandon Staley. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, uh, to the, to their credit, Raiders fans wanted it, right? They punted at, at one point in the fourth quarters, and Raiders for Raiders fans were actually kind of showering some booze down there. They didn't want any mercy, and Mm-mm. and you know, I'm sure that has to do a lot with the AFC West rivalry and and all that stuff. And you know, and 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 honestly, the Raiders Raiders fans they just they just they just want to see this team win uh, as much as possible. You're not you don't you don't get to see a whole lot of these. Uh, types of games th- this time of year for the Las Vegas Raiders, unfortunately. And, and, you know, they walk away. I mean, just this thing was 49 to nothing before the Los Angeles Chargers even got on the board. Aiden O'Connell drops 248 yards passing, four touchdowns. He wasn't the only one. Jacoby Myers gets a touchdown pass. You got two rushing touchdowns as well. Defensive touchdowns coming out here. Devontae Adams, who has almost been a forgotten guy uh, in this year because of the lack of production, 101 yards. And a touchdown. I mean, just just the scoring just just goes on and on and on. But my question, Wig, though, the, the young quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. Obviously, everything's kind of going right. He finishes with a one twenty point seven uh, passer rating. Like, what what did you see from him? Um, you know, was this just everybody's on a roll, or did he do anything that kind of stood out to you in this game? I think he did a lot that stood out in this game. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to look at this, you know, in, in, with a big picture approach with him with DeVito in New York, with Browning, I believe that's his name, in Cincinnati. I won't include Flacco in that because Flacco was a Super Bowl MVP at one point, right? But I will tell you, I thought at the beginning of the season, teams really, really, really needed to hone in and get back to having that backup quarterback on the team that everybody knows. And this is going back to Frank Reich, Jeff Hosteller. I think for a long time, and, and I noticed for a long time what has happened is the league has gone to this. We either have to have an older guy, which is like Joe Flacco, right? Or we have to have a young guy in development who's waiting, who was a, either a first-round pick or a second or a third-round pick that we're trying to wait for, sort of like in Detroit right now, right? Yep. I really, really want the league to, to understand the value of having – I'm looking at the, the broadcast right now. Like Fitzpatrick, that's that's what you need a very smart dude that's going to end up being a coach one day who understands what it is to be a backup and how to be prepared. And that's what you're seeing with these cats, man. You're seeing these young guys, these guys that are are, are technicians and folks want to call them game managers. I'll take a game manager all day over a gunslinger. And I'm really, really seeing the rebirth of having that backup quarterback that is a fan favorite that everybody knows who's not going to win your Super Bowl, but in a three or four game stretch, he can go 500 and he can keep you competitive. You can run your offense. I think that's a critical thing that I have gotten out of this game and the games that I've seen in weeks prior. Yeah, look, I mean, a a really strong defense and a smart quarterback can can do a lot of good things for you. Uh, Speaking of, of smart quarterback play overall, Easton Stick, I mean, look, 23 of 32, 257 yards for Los Angeles Chargers, three touchdowns. He did throw an interception that was returned uh, for for a pick six. I think that interception more just really smart play, really smart film study on the part of the defender than it is on the quarterback. Like, you know, you obviously want the quarterback to be able to see that kind of thing. But on such a quick pass, I don't know if you give them uh, speaking of that, I don't know if you give them a pass on that. I'll let the quarterback gurus talk about that. But you mentioned Brandon Staley, man. I mean, this this team now, you know, five wins, uh, nine losses. You know, it's already all but over. Dave Drogemeyer, I was listening to him and your boy Q on their Locked On Chargers, Locked On Raiders crossover Thursday episode, already calling, you know, Brandon Staley's done after this season, no matter what. And obviously, Wig, you agree with that. I agree with that. I think most people agree with that. The question, though, is 
Does Brandon Staley make it to Friday afternoon as the head coach of the Chargers in your mind? Uh, he shouldn't. I wouldn't even let him come out in the second half. And I know I'm just – that's kind of tongue-in-cheek when I say that. But um, the players and, – and some of this falls on them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter who your coach is, the effort you saw in the first half with guys just being so laissez-faire and loosey-goosey with the football, you're getting paid. They're going to collect their paycheck Tuesday, right? It's going to hit direct deposit if they get paid every week. If not, they're going to get it next week. They're going to get a bi-weekly check. They're going to get paid for that effort, and that and that is disgusting. But the flip side of it is the reason why it's kind of disgusting is because of the lack of leadership, and they they just don't believe in the guy uh, uh, with the headset on. And uh, some of Justin Herbert not being there obviously is some, but even then you don't quit on the kid. It's just like you said. This kid was doing the best he could at quarterback. There are a lot of guys on that team that – should probably uh, give some of their money back this week. We know that won't happen, but it's it's a shame that we saw that effort, but it's the, really the culmination of some things that should have happened a long time ago, and now the Chargers would be foolish to not make a move. Yeah, absolutely. Lee Commanders in the live chat saying it reminded him of watching the Washington Commanders of FedEx watching the Chargers tonight, and I cannot – unfortunately, I cannot disagree with that stance. Brandon Staley, he might not be uh, employed by the time Locked On Kickoff Live happens at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On YouTube channel. Um, so that could be news that you're going to hear about. Of course, more on this game. Your boy Q, Locked On Raiders, Dave Drogenmeyer, uh, and his partner on Locked On Chargers here on Locked On NFL. We're going to dive into the rest of this weekend's action. No more bye week. So every other team in the NFL is playing this weekend. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible for you to interview, and that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. No, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion professionals, which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that you, as a small business, are wearing so many hats and you may not have the time or the resources to help you hire properly. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for being a Locked On NFL, your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do supporting this show, supporting the entire network. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national show's covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel we're gonna get some game predictions but you know what before we do that i do want to take a moment here and i want to talk about antonio pierce because antonio pierce is wearing the interim head coaching or interim head coaching tag and we usually know what that means it usually means thanks for getting us to the end of the season good luck with your future we're going to bring in a different guy but he's been on record he's a passionate raider he wants to lead this team uh, and Wig, as much as it looks like the Chargers have kind of given up on their coach, given up on really kind of themselves, the Raiders look like they are going to the mat for themselves, for each other, and for their coach 
what do you think of the job Antonio Pierce is doing with the Raiders right now? I think he's done a great job. And I've always liked Antonio Pierce, by the way. Um, one of the things that I've always uh, been a, a big proponent of, because we've seen it in the past. We saw it with Romeo Cornell. We saw it with a bunch of other coaches. When you allow a coach to take over a bad situation and the troops rally around him and then they win and you retain that coach, a lot of times that coach gets fired within like the next year, right? Because it's like you're thinking with emotion, you're thinking you're not looking at it practically. You're looking at it like, okay, it's about what about ism. The guys rallied around him. They were glad that you got rid of the other person and they and they all got together and bandied together. And then it doesn't really work. It happened. Jacksonville did it with Doug Marone, right? Mm -hmm. This is a little bit different. And I'll tell you why. Because the Raiders are probably living in regret. They did that to Rich Basakia, right? Who was the special teams coordinator who took over for John Gruden. Yep. Got them, they rallied and they had a really good end to the season. And then all I think they even make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden they remove him, hire Josh McDaniels, and now they're right back in the same situation. I think in this situation they learn from their past mistakes and they break, you know, if it was if they were listening to me, they would break uh and go against what I've always believed. But I think Antonio Pierce resonates with those players, played played in the league. They just look like they're a whole, a whole different ball club. Uh, and I mean, I think it has to mean something and I would really, really, really be in full support of them keeping Antonio Pierce as the coach. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And I think honestly, if you're the ownership of that team, if you're Mr. Davis, go talk to your leaders, man. Go talk to the guys that you look as the building blocks to your team. Go talk to Devontae Adams. Talk to Max Crosby. Talk to those guys and ask them. And, I, and I'm willing to bet that those guys would give Antonio Pierce a huge uh, voice of support. And if that's the case, if your team leaders on the roster in the locker room want to play for that dude, then I, I don't see how you don't uh, give him the opportunity to do it for real. Give him an offseason to build his team, build his staff, go through the draft, build his team from training camp on under his likeness. Uh, and I, th I think that's that would really be the smart way for the Raiders to do things. Mr. Laidback808 in the live chat uh, agreeing that Brandon Staley's time in Los Angeles probably over with, but also doesn't think that the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. That is a conversation for down the road. Right now we're going to get into the rest of week 15. And we, we've got Saturday NFL because – the college game is, is going to take a step to the side for a weekend or so and, and give us some Saturday NFL games. So let's start there. Minnesota Vikings visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. The Joshua Dobbs love affair in Minnesota is apparently over. The Bengals are favored by three points. One of those quarterbacks you were just talking about not that long ago. Do you think the Bengals pull this off or did the Minnesota Vikings get an upset under yet another quarterback this season? Oh, I think the Bengals are going to win, even though I'm always impressed with uh, – what coach Flores has done with that defense in Minnesota and how they get after it. But Minnesota, uh, Cincinnati can score more than three points. So I'm going with the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals as well. Coach Flores, another name to watch during the head coaching uh, cycle this off season. I think he's a guy who's going to get some looks and, and might get back into his rightful position as being a head coach of an NFL franchise, Pittsburgh Steelers on the road to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts are favored by one and a half. How do you see this one unwinding? I think the Colts are going to win it. I think Pittsburgh's in a bad place right now from their quarterback and with just them trying to get used to yet another offensive coordinator, and that's a bad thing to have is when you have quarterback problems with the new OC. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah, there's just a lot stacking up against the Steelers this season for whatever reason, whether it's bad karma, bad energy. I don't know what it is. A lot of people also calling for Mike Tomlin's head. 
another loss could uh, could increase that noise just a little bit more. The final Saturday game, Denver Broncos, uh, suddenly one of the better teams in the NFL, it would seem, going up against the Detroit Lions, who are suddenly coming off a really disappointing loss uh, against the Chicago Bears. Four and a half point favorites for Detroit. Do they get it back on track? No, I, I'm I'm actually going to go with Denver. Uh, I was going to go with Detroit because I'm like, well, they got whooped last week by the Bears, right? But the reason I'm going with Denver is because they got whooped last week by the Bears. And while while Detroit has had some opportunities, whether it be on Thanksgiving or last week, to really, really, really separate themselves and put themselves up there with the Eagles and, and maybe right behind the 49ers, they just haven't taken advantage of it. It's just a sign that they're still a little bit immature. And right now, Jared Goff is like looking like the Jared Goff that everyone wanted to write off in L.A. as opposed to the guy who was pretty much the comeback player of the year, in my opinion, uh, the last couple of seasons. It's very true. A couple months ago, man, Jared Goff was that new hotness and Russell Wilson was the was the washed up dude. And now they've almost flipped mm -hmm. uh, those roles. Although, Jared, I don't know if he was hot enough to be washed up just yet. Uh, I am going to take the Lions here, though. They're at home and that's really the swinger for me. If it was in Denver, I'd probably go Denver. But I'm going to take the Lions at home on that one. We'll see how that one turns out. Looking into Sunday now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers suddenly first place in the NFC South with a losing record on the road, Lambeau Field to play the Green Bay Packers. And speaking of quarterbacks that were written off not too long ago, Jordan Love uh, hosting with a three-and-a-half-point line in his favor. Do the Packers get that win, or do the Buccaneers get to go back into Lambeau like they did in the NFC Championship game a few years ago and get a dub? Tampa has a lot to play for, but I do also believe that uh, Jordan Love is going to be the most improved player in the National Football League. And – I'm going to go with Green Bay. I, I like what they do on defense. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with running backs because I know Corey Dillon has one arm and uh, Aaron Jones hasn't been healthy all season. But I think they have enough offensively and I think they do well enough in their front seven uh, to really give uh, Tampa some problems. Yeah, the Packers running back group is is, ba is banged. That, I mean, that's the nicest way to say it, is banged up this season for sure. Giants are on the road against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints are six-point favorites. I don't know. This, unless you're a fan of either of these teams, it's kind of an ugly matchup uh, to watch on a Sunday afternoon. But, Wig, who do you have coming out on top of that one? I'm going to go with the Giants, man, because I'm going with DeVito again. I'm going with these backup quarterbacks. Yeah, man, did you see that spread his family had on the tailgate? I did. I did. I'm thinking like, oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I'm going with Tommy. And this is more about the fact that they seem to have found something uh yeah. they bowl has has gotten to a little bit of a comfort level and the other thing is uh i think the, the saints fans have found out that their car just not a leader he's just not a leader and yeah. uh that's going to kill him uh down the stretch yeah he's been very disappointing it's funny a little bit of peek behind the curtain for everybody out there the uh the 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 the, the devito hand gesture that people are making we do that at the locked on network but we do it for louis dibiase and gino camilleri of locked on eagles right they do it for the Giants. So we got an NFC East rivalry for hand signals going on here, uh, but it's all in good fun either way. So that's that's the early slate of games. We got a lot more action coming up Sunday. And then, of course, on Monday, we're going to tell you how all of that is going to unfold coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In my family, Christmas Eve is our big night, and sometimes those traditions can conflict with the NFL schedule. That puts me in a position to put one above the other. No matter which way I go, no matter which way you decide to go, when holidays conflict with your life, there could be a feeling of stress related to letting someone down or feeling like you're maybe not fulfilling all of your responsibilities. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays 
or has your own unique traditions, you get to define how you give yourself and also how you give back to yourself. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself a little bit of love this holiday season. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Wrapping up the week 15 predictions here on Locked on NFL. We got uh, Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Colts. Mike Tomlin's going to figure it out somehow. The Lions, uh, if they lose, they're going to be in big trouble going on in the live chat. And, and a little bit of love for uh, for Tommy DeVito as well. We'll pick it back up in the NFC South. Falcons on the road against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers just can't get right. And because of it, the Falcons are three-point favorites on the road. What do you think? Not picking Carolina to beat anybody. And uh, that's just not going. I'm, I'm just they got some real good parts too man but i just can't i can't go with it i'm gonna go with the falcons uh shout out to aaron freeman for locked on falcons but i'm going with atlanta yeah we might need a, we might need to start the hashtag free brian burns this offseason because he probably wants to get out of carolina but i don't know if they're gonna let him get out uh, and they've got the resources to keep him there houston texans on the road to face the tennessee titans the tennessee titans are three-point favorites will levis uh suddenly looking pretty good looking better i think than a lot of people thought he would Houston Texans are, are just banged up the league leader in players on injured reserve and CJ Stroud is in concussion protocol. Wig, do the Texans have enough to pull this off or do the Titans get a, get a win here? No, I'm going with Tennessee. I think Tennessee uh, found something last week. You know, they channeled their inner Mike Vrabel and that's the way that they played last week in South Florida. I did not expect them to put that much pressure on uh, Tua last week with Jeffrey Simmons out, but they did. And I think they'll match it and do it again this week. Hey man, teams take on the the uh, the persona of their coaches. So if you got a soft and weak team, you probably got a soft and weak coaching staff in in some respects. And if you got a Mike Vrabel leading your team, you definitely know. Even it may not go perfect all the time, but you're going to be scrappy. You're going to fight uh, to the death there. That's certainly what the Titans do. The New York Giants, uh, nine and a half point underdogs against the Miami Dolphins, potentially the last game before they get Aaron Rodgers back. But A Rod has said previously, Wig. It's going to depend on their playoff outlook. The Jets can be eliminated this weekend from playoff contention. Losing is the first step of that. There is some other things that have to happen, but the Miami Dolphins are definitely out for for redemption. Do you think they get it? Yeah, they get it. They're gonna they're gonna beat the Jets. It's gonna be a little more difficult if Tyreek Hill isn't quite healthy, and then with the offensive line injuries they have, the Jets can cause problems for people. They did it for Houston. You just mentioned that Stroud, C.J. Stroud, was in concussion protocol. Guess who put him there? The Jets. So uh, I still think the, the the Dolphins have too much. Even if they score twenty, I, I don't think the Jets can throw the ball on Dolphin on the Dolphins' defense in their corner. So um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree with you there. The Cleveland Browns are at home against the Chicago Bears, who just got done beating the Detroit Lions. The Browns are two and a half point favorites. Joe Flacco is suddenly uh, back in the driver's seat of an NFL team. Do the Browns get this, or does Justin Fields? Get another upset win. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I saw them firsthand last week, what they looked like with Joe Flacco. And then the other thing is uh, Justin Fields had a field day, no pun intended, throwing the ball last week. But this is a different defense. They can get after you with Miles Garrett, and then they can cover you on the back end. So I'm going to go with the Browns. 
Absolutely. Some Coach Vrabel love in the live chat right now. Kansas City Chiefs, eight and a half point road favorites over the New England Patriots. And the rumors are flying and, and the leaks are coming out. The Bill Belichick's time is most likely done in New England. Andy Reid looking to get one more win against the GOAT. Does he get it? Yeah, he's going to get it. And uh, I'm going to just double the line that I said with Carolina. I ain't picking New England to beat nobody. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with KC. Yeah, those are that's your number one, number two in the NFL draft. Although the Bears are are sending theirs to uh, to Carolina or the Carolina Carolina sending theirs to the Bears rather. So the Bears mm -hmm. actually get to benefit from all that going on. The number three team probably coming up, but the number four team right now is the Washington Commanders, who are on the road to Los Angeles. I'm getting ready for my coast to coast flight here in about 24 hours. Los Angeles six and a half point favorites. Wig. Do I get to see anything good after entering SoFi Stadium? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, to get into SoFi and then to get back to your car, I heard it's a long walk for the media. So I haven't yeah. been there, but I heard it is not easy, right, to find your your wheels. Um, I think Washington's going to pull this game off for some reason, okay. man. I just I, I haven't been sold on uh, the Rams all year, and uh, I'm just still not. I think Washington's going to figure out a way – to get the ball. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is going to be the difference. How about that? Hey, look, for what it's worth, I am starting Curtis Samuel in my fantasy league this weekend. Me too. Um, although I'm on a bye, so it doesn't, I guess, really matter anyway. Um, one of those other teams fighting for a top five draft spot, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, biggest spread of the weekend. There are 12 and a half point dogs at home to the 49ers. Wig, we got the 49ers, right? But do the 49ers cover that spread? Yeah, they cover the spread. I think they cover the spread in the first quarter and they maintain it because of the way that they play defense. This is a tough game for Arizona. This is not the kind of team you want to be playing at this time of year because they have something to play for. They currently are in the driver's seat uh, in terms of uh, trying to get home field advantage. I think they have it. If if they don't have it, they're pretty, pretty close. So, uh, yeah, they're going to mollywop Arizona. Yeah, San Francisco currently number one in the NFC. So if they win, I mean, they control their own, their own, uh, their own destiny. There, Wig getting some love in the live chat. I love to see that. Locked on Jags fans know all about that. So if you're if you're new to Wig, welcome to the party. It's it's a great time. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Dallas Cowboys, uh, one and a half point underdogs on the road against the Buffalo Bills. Wig, yeah, D Dallas Cowboys underdogs here. What do you think? I think Dallas wins, even though Buffalo kind of got back on track last week. They have the people to chase Josh Allen down. Like Michael Parsons, he ain't going to let that dude just get away with that stuff all night. So you're going you're gonna to see force against force. The other thing is Buffalo's propensity to turn the ball over and Dallas's propensity to get, turn, get those turnovers. I think that's going to be the difference. They still have a lot of injuries on their defense also. And Dak is, is hot. He's the MVP leader right now. And I think they're going to do it. Look, I got. I have to. I have to admit, I got to be transparent. I, I was not. I was not high on Dak coming into the season. He has proven me wrong multiple times over. So kudos to him. I don't know how the Cowboys are underdogs in this game. To be quite honest with you, I got the Cowboys winning this one as well. Baltimore Ravens are on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tony, you know all about this game. You're covering this game. Locked on Jags is where you need to go for this game. They are three and a half point underdogs. What do you think about that? Who's three and a half underdogs? The Jaguars are three and a half point. Jags and, and rightfully so they need yeah. to be uh, underdogs they they don't block anybody on offense and uh all of a sudden the last couple of weeks the defense is acting like they forgot how to play 
And uh, Lamar Jackson, of course, right now Baltimore is in the number one spot in the AFC. They control their own destiny. And they lost the game here last week, that the last year rather, that was a part of the Jaguars being able to make the playoffs. And then it's something that the Ravens talked about and thought about. I talked about that with Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens. And he said, that's a game that they remembered last year because they had it won and the Jaguars took it from them. So guess what? Baltimore's going to come in here and they're going to win. Yeah, I think that's probably. I mean, if, if you're saying it, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. You're the, you're the subject matter expert on that one, and that's how we do on Locked On NFL Friday. We bring you the truth. Ain't no homers around here. We're bringing mm-hmm. you the truth. Philadelphia Eagles at the Seattle Seahawks to wrap up the week. Eagles three and a half point favorites, but I mean, they are not looking good lately. Wig, do they? Do they get off of that out of that rut, or do the Seahawks continue this nightmare for Philadelphia? I'm gonna pick an upset here. I, I think I think Philly is in a rut, and I think Seattle. They could have laid down last week against San Francisco. They didn't. They played them tough, even with Drew Locke in at quarterback. And now Geno Smith may come back in and play. Remember, remember now, Seattle played Dallas really, really tough a couple of weeks ago uh, at night. That game came down to it. So I think traveling out west is going to really, to the Pacific Northwest, is going to really be a hard game for the Eagles, who appear to be out of sorts a little bit. So I'm going to go with Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, it's it's definitely a possibility. I mean, this is definitely not something that you, you, anybody should be taking lightly. The, the Philadelphia Eagles are in a bad way. Uh, for starters, they got to target more than four dudes. I mean, outside of Olamide Zakia is getting one target against uh, uh, the Cowboys last weekend. Three dudes got targets, and that was by design. Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Eagles, said that was by design. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, doubled down on that on Thursday. That was their plan, was to only target three dudes all game long that hey man well if you they, don't throw the ball to aj brown he's gonna beat you up because you know he always <laughs> jumps on people i see somebody in the comments saying ravens and 49ers in the super bowl i'll tell you this everybody talks about the 49ers and their physicality that'll be one team that's not afraid of them and that's baltimore that's absolutely true and they got the ravens winning the whole thing so that'll be real interesting if that happens we will be here with you to cover that super bowl match of course everything in between as well but coming up on friday we've also got locked on nfl kickoff live going down to 2 p.m. Eastern, and then Monday, Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens will be back with the top three stories from the weekend's action, so make sure you come back to Locked On NFL for that. Make sure you're subscribed, turn on those notifications, auto-downloads, all that stuff. For your next listen, check out Locked On Jags, Commanders, Bucks, or stay right here and head on over to Locked On Sports today, the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making us your first listener, your first view today and every day, every dayers. We thank you for your continued support of the network and of this program. Until we speak again, for Tony Wiggins, I'm David Harris, and we'll see you right back here next Friday for another episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.